1: Another message from the Word of God. Thank you, Alex. And my friend, we're certainly glad to be on the air again today with the wonderful message of the wonderful grace of God found in the wonderful Word of God. And we trust that our time together today would be a real blessing and help to you. We're going to look at a topic that is one of the the genuinely critical issues about understanding the Word of God. In the Christian life, there's nothing more exciting, but nothing more effective than having the Word of God work in you that believe. Unless it's God's Word, we're strengthened by His Spirit in the inner man, but the means and the mechanism, uh the mechanics of the Spirit of God strengthening us in our inner man is not, and, and that's, when you read that verse in the inner man, you know immediately that that's a spiritual issue. It isn't physical strengthening. That's your outer man. Though the outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. There's a contrast between those two things, between the inner man and the outer man. And the way your inner man is strengthened so that your spiritual life, no matter what stage of life you're in, no matter what circumstances you are in physically, that there is the strengthening of God the Holy Spirit for you. Uh, to, to be adequate and to handle successfully each of those those situations. That's the spirit of God working in your inner man, and the mechanics of that, frankly, the way it works is through the Word of God. It is the Word of God that works effectually in you that believe. First Thessalonians two thirteen is very clear about that. The reason for that is Jesus says John 6:63 6, that the words that I speak unto you they are spirit and they are life they are the means whereby God the Holy Spirit works in your life the spirit of God never works apart from the word of God and uh, the word of God by the way never works apart from the spirit of God the two are cojoined they are uh, inseparable. God the Holy Spirit is the author of the Word. They are His words, and they're the way He works. That is the reason that it's so important for us to understand how to get out of the Word of God, the Bible, the prophet that God has put in it. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. But you need to understand how to get the prophet out of God's Word for you today to handle the things that you face today in your life in a way that that uh, equip you to have the sufficiency that God's grace has provided you in Christ working in your life, no matter where you are today, no matter what the circumstances you're in, no matter what the difficulties you face, no matter what the the exciting challenges that come your way. You need to be able to take the profit things in God's Word and apply them. And the way you do that is by faith. Faith is simply, and is your faith, resting in and responding to an intelligent understanding of God's Word to you. Now, the way you get that is by study to show thyself approved unto God, a work that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. And in regard to studying the Bible, rightly dividing the Bible, there is one basic issue about right division, that for you and me today, as members of the body of Christ and the dispensation of grace, is the most critical dispensational boundary, the dispensational uh, distinguishing mark, division, whatever you want to call it, that is the most fundamental thing we have to acknowledge. The conversion of the Apostle Paul is a dispensational mark, a dispensational boundary of supreme importance and the issue of the ministry of paul and why the apostle paul shows up in the bible is a question of supreme importance it's also a question as we talked about last week that no one seems to fathom or to answer or to ask but the scriptural the scriptures teach as a fact beyond the shadow of doubt that paul's apostleship and message were absolutely unique and separate from that of the 12 apostles or of any who preceded him. First Timothy chapter 1, verse number 15 and 16, Paul says, this is a faithful saying, and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. Howbeit for this cause, I obtain mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all longsuffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. Now, you tell me, could could the Apostle Paul have stated more clearly that God had a special purpose in saving him as the chief of sinners? Howbeit, for this cause I obtained mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all longsuffering, for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him, the life everlasting? You see, the Word of God makes it very clear, it, beyond any doubt, that Paul's apostleship and message were unique. They were separate and distinct from that of the twelve apostles, and from that of any of those who had preceded him in the ministry. And it's this point, this is a thing that Christendom as a whole has failed to accept, and this is what causes sincere students of God's Word to confuse God's prophesied kingdom program with the program committed to the Apostle Paul for us in the dispensation of grace. And that confusion... About who we are and about what it is we're to be doing as members of the body of Christ results in frustration, frustrating the grace of God. And the tremendous frustration with God and with one another. And you know it doesn't pay to be frustrated with God very long, so you get frustrated with one another. And you look around in Christendom today, and not only do you see brethren biting and devouring one another as uh, the flesh would do. But you see, many sincere believers standing aside, looking and wondering why all this is happening, and where is God in all this, and why isn't God stopping it and moving and changing things, and how can brethren not dwell together in in, in the love and the grace of God, or the love of God that the grace of God would motivate us to do? And tremendous frustration. And can I tell you, That the the reason, the basic fundamental reason for that, you don't need to go off looking for new ways of doing things. People are searching for the answers in all the wrong places, as the songwriter would have said. Rather, if you just take what God's Word says and answer this one question correctly, you'd have the answer, why Paul? And what I want to do in our study together today is I just want to let Paul in his own words, inspired by God the Holy Spirit... Um, give you an explanation for why he has a ministry today. In his own inspired words, uh, Paul describes his role, the commission that he had from Christ. And if you'll let, in the next 20 minutes, the impact of God's word have uh, uh, let God's word have an impact in your thinking, you can see the importance of this. Paul, an apostle, not of men. Neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. That's Galatians one one. You know, Paul says he's an apostle not of men. Matthias, of course, could have claimed that his apostleship was not of men. But he couldn't have said the rest of that. Neither by man, but by Jesus Christ. Because apostle uh, Matthias's apostleship was by man. That is, it, it came about by human instrumentality in Acts chapter 1. God used men to appoint him as an apostle. But Paul's apostleship was was entirely unique. It it neither originated with man, nor was he chosen by any human instrumentality. It came as the direct intervention of Jesus Christ from heaven's glory. And that's why he says in Galatians 1.11, I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man, for I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, notice that. Paul did not learn the truths that he preached from anyone else. He received them directly by revelation. Maybe I should say by direct revelation from the Lord Jesus Christ himself. He says in chapter 1 here, verse 15 and 16, that immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. He didn't get the information from another person human source. He got it directly from Jesus Christ in heaven's glory. That's why in chapter 2, verse 2, Galatians 2, 2, he says, I went up, talking about going to Jerusalem, I went up by revelation and communicated unto them that gospel which I preached among the Gentiles. Now, you have to notice that Paul didn't go to Jerusalem to make sure that he was preaching the same message that the twelve were preaching. On the contrary, he was sent to Jerusalem by revelation. Christ told him to go up there to make known to the leaders at Jerusalem that gospel which he preached among the Gentiles. And if you go down to verse 6, you'll see how it, how it works out. Galatians 2, 6 and 7. They who seem to be somewhat in conference, notice carefully, added nothing to me, but contrary wise. Now you think about that. If If they added, if the leaders at Jerusalem added nothing to Paul, what does that mean? That means they couldn't tell Paul anything he didn't already know and understand. He understood the prophetic program fully as well as they. But contrary-wise, if they couldn't tell him anything he didn't know, but the contrary, the opposite happened, what happened? Clearly. Paul added something to them that they didn't know. He told them things they didn't know. You see, that gospel which he preached among the Gentiles was something that had been revealed to him and not to them, and he came and brought them up to date on this further step in the program of God. They saw, verse 7 says, that the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed unto me as the gospel of the circumcision was unto Peter. Now, you know, I guess you can at least understand how, how somebody might confuse the gospel of the kingdom and the gospel of the grace of God. But surely, nobody that believes the words on the page in a Bible mean anything could confuse the gospel of the circumcision with the gospel of the uncircumcision. Certainly, they can't be one and the same if words mean anything. Well, that's why verse 9, Galatians two nine says, When James and Cephas, that is Peter, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given unto me, they gave to me and Barnabas the right hands of fellowship, that we should go to the heathen, and they unto the circumcision. Now, just as Paul communicated his gospel to the leaders at Jerusalem, they saw, they perceived, the verse says, the validity of his claims, and they publicly acknowledged Paul. As God's appointed apostle to the Gentiles, and they agreed to confine their ministry to the nation Israel, and that he would go to the heathen. By the way, the 12 apostles, who had at first been commissioned to go to all nations, in this public solemn agreement, they acknowledged that Paul was now God's apostles to the Gentiles, and they... Confined their ministry to Israel. My friend, the so-called Great Commission, that is the commission that Christ gave to the little flock after His resurrection and before His, his ascension into heaven, Matthew 28, Mark 16, Luke 24, John 20, and Acts 1, that commission sent them to all nations. Galatians 2, verse 9, they, these apostles, Peter, James, and John being the, the leaders, They had been given power to whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That passage wasn't talking about somebody's pocketbook. (laughs) It it took 20th century electronic preachers to teach it that way. No. That verse is talking about authority that that Christ had given them as the leaders of, uh, of the little flock to act in his absence. He told them what a, what a quorum would be when two or three of you are gathered to, are, are agreed in and anything it should be done. That's what it took to. Pe- Here's three of them: Peter, James, and John, and they agree. You know what they did though? They literally took their post resurrection commission and put it out of commission. And my friend, the the so called Great Commission went out of commission in Galatians chapter two verse nine. Historically, it's the meeting in Acts fifteen. When Peter, James, and John took their apostolic authority and recognized the further step in the program of God through Paul's ministry, and they solemnly, publicly agreed that he would go to the heathen and they did the circumcision. Now, if you took Peter, James, and John and stood them before this radio microphone and said, Who are you to follow today as a Gentile in the dispensation of grace in the United States of America? they would say, Paul. You see, you have to not want to see this. You have to not want it to be this way to miss it. Romans chapter 15, verse 15 and 16, Paul says, I have written the more boldly unto you in some sort to put you in mind because of the grace of God that is given to me, of God, that I that I should be the minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles. Now you tell me, how can work the world can state more clearly that by the grace of God, he was now the minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles. Romans eleven thirteen he says it clearly, For I speak to you Gentiles inasmuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify my office. It wasn't pride, but it was divine inspiration that caused Paul to magnify not himself, but his office. God through Paul, writes Romans eleven thirteen. Let me ask you, would it not be a sin to minimize something that God himself has magnified? Well, then, to ignore Paul and his apostleship is, is, a, is, a, grave, is a grave, grave error, since God has magnified that office. First Timothy 2, verse 5 through 7, Paul says, "...for there is one God and one mediator," between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all, listen now, to be testified in due time, whereunto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle, I speak the truth in Christ and lie not, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. Now you need to look at that passage, 1 Timothy 2, verse 5 to 7, very carefully. The message of grace to all, about Jesus Christ being the the ransom for all men. The message of grace for every man through Calvary was not made known immediately after Christ's death and resurrection, but was in due time revealed through Paul. He was the due-time testifier of all that Jesus Christ accomplished at Calvary. That's why he was ordained a preacher and an apostle. You see, these passages... They're accumulative in their effect and their impact. And when you listen to them one upon the other, you can see the tremendous um, danger in ignoring this special, unique ministry given to us today by God's grace through the Lord Jesus Christ by way of the ministry committed to the Apostle Paul. Ephesians 3 Paul says, For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given to me to youward, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Now notice what he says. By revelation, the Lord from heaven revealed to Paul the mystery, the secret, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men. So Paul communicated that message to the holy apostles and prophets, and as he did, they saw it by the Spirit, just as we do today. So the mystery was made known to Paul by the revelation of Jesus Christ, and then to others by the Spirit of God as that Word of God is preached. Colossians chapter 1. Verse twenty four to twenty six. I hope you're not getting bored. <laughs> I'm just. I told you. I'm just reading verses. Just reading verses. It's a half hour program, nothing but verses. And I can see now we're not going to get through. I'm going to get through about two thirds of the verses that I had written out here. Colossians two, verse one, verse twenty four, um, talking about the body of Christ, whereof I'm made a minister, according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery. Which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest. Now you tell me how in the world could he say it more clearly? That that this dispensation was committed to him for us, that it was hid from ages and generations, but now made manifest to God's saints. How in the world could you say that more clearly than he just did? Romans 16, 25. Romans sixteen twenty five. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began, but now is made manifest. You see, the saints today are established not by the gospel in general, but specifically by Paul's gospel. Not merely by preaching Jesus Christ, but specifically by the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery. Now, that's something that you need to understand. If you're going to have stability, if you're going to have your life stabilized by the truth of God's grace to you, it's going to have to be the Word of God rightly divided. It's going to have to be the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery revealed through the Apostle Paul's ministry in your Bible. Titus chapter 1, verse 2, In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot promise, cannot lie, rather, promised before the world began, but has in due times manifested his word through preaching, which is committed unto me, according to the commandment of God our Savior. Notice, God had something that he promised before the world, but he planned and purposed before the world began but it was manifested in due times through preaching committed to Paul. What could be plainer than that? What could be simpler than that? What could be more obvious than that on the face of the Word of God? I'm going to stop because we're almost out of time with one verse that I think is probably the, and, and as I said, there's another six or eight passages we could go through here that I just wrote down just as I was thinking about this thing and studying about it and thinking about talking to you about it. But a verse I want to to try to move away from your head to your heart with. Romans 2.16. Romans 2.16. Write this verse down and think about it, will you? God, Paul says, shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. Now you need to ponder that verse very thoughtfully. It contains something that you don't want to miss. God's going to judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel, Paul's gospel, that special message that Jesus Christ revealed from heaven's glory to him and through him to you and me today. That's why Paul says to the Galatians, Though we are an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than you have received, let him be accursed. My friend, that ought to cause us to be very cautious, lest we preach another gospel than that which Paul preached. Or we confuse his message with other messages in the Bible proclaimed by those who preceded him. Doesn't that explain to you why the confusion and division that has gripped the church today seems to be incurable? The only answer for the division in Christendom, the only answer for your life as an individual is to rest in God's word to you through Paul. Now, it's important to understand what that message is and what what the doctrines are the issues of grace, and the issues of Christ in you, the hope of glory. But if you don't know where it is and why it is where it is, you'll never understand who you are in the program of God, and you'll never be able to walk on a daily basis in a way that honors and pleases Him. Let me give you a little Bible study booklet that will help you lay these verses out for you, where you can read them, see their impact. And get a, get, let this truth get a grip on your heart and bring the clarity to your soul it's designed to bring. The, booklets, the booklet is entitled, Why Paul? Now, I know that usually we, we offer a free Bible study tape. This time we're going to offer, uh, as we did last week, a, a booklet. Why Paul? You need to understand and be able to answer that question. And when you get the answer to that, your spiritual prophet will be that the Word of God becomes an open book to you. Why Paul? To receive your free copy, you simply call me here at our toll-free number, 888-535-2300. That's 888-535-2300. If you'd prefer to write, you can, of course, write me here at The Riches of Grace, Post Office Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. That's Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. And, of course, if you're on the World Wide Web and you're a web surfer, you can locate us there by by going to graceimpact.org. That's one word, graceimpact.org. We're trying to be easy to locate. We want to give you some information that can transform your life, can change your life, because it will allow God's Word to go to work in your life when you believe it. You know, my friend, as, as we as we begin a new year, you need, to, you need to make a commitment for yourself as you begin the new year. You need to have a real knowledge of God's Word. You need to have a real working of God's Word in your life for the coming year. There's the only way that's going to be, be possible. The only way to have God's Word working in your life is for you to believe it. And the only way for you to believe it is to have a real understanding of it. And the only path to that is to grasp the importance of the Apostle Paul in the Bible. When you magnify what God has magnified, well then you're doing you're doing what God wants done. This is a Bible study that you need to consider. The Bible the booklet is entitled Why Paul, the number to call to get your free copy, eight 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 five three five twenty three hundred. I can't do any more than give it to you, but I tell you what. This information, this truth, will set your heart afire for the glories and the, of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and what God's done for you in His Son. 888 535 2300 is the number to call. And when you call, let me remind you that there's some folks in your area, right where you're hearing this program, that this weekend, where the Word of God is taught rightly divided, where the grace message is clearly proclaimed, and the grace life is the issue, there's an assembly in your neighborhood where this information is available. They're the folks that put this program on the on, on the air here. That's why you can hear me week after week right here. I'd like to tell you who they are and where they are. When you call, you ask the folks that answer the phone how to put you in touch with the assembly in your area. 888-535-2300. That's the number to call. Thanks for being with us today. Until we meet again this same time next week, Maranatha. sound, a song of saints on high I want to scale the utmost high,
0: and catch a gleam of
1: glory bright, but still I'll pray. Don't be screwed by lesser spine institutes who bait you with minimally invasive procedures. Then switch to screws, rods, disc replacements, and hardware. At Benatti, no metal hardware fusions are ever used. Bonatti invented the precise tools necessary to minimize surgery, scarring, anesthesia, and recovery. So successful are the Bonatti spine procedures, they consistently reflect 98.75% patient satisfaction. Over half our patients have suffered from failed back and neck surgeries at other facilities. Visit AskBonatti.com.
0: Take the word with you wherever you go with our mobile app, thewordorlando.com. Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. AM 990 and FM 101.5. The Word. A bigger and stronger voice for God's Word is now here. 50,000 watts. AM 990 and FM 101.5. The Word. WTLN Orlando, where faith comes by hearing. Portions of this broadcast hour are pre recorded. Make It Clear Ministries has sponsored this Make It Clear broadcast. Are you looking for truth from God's Word that you can understand and apply to your life? You'll find it today on Make It Clear with Dr. Stan Pons. Listen now as Stan makes it clear. I kind of
1: reflect not so much on the sermon as much as I do on you all. And I just ask that the Lord would bring Himself to you in a very rich way through His Word and that God would then wrap His
0: arms around you from His Word and then take you back to glory in your mind and really love Him with all of your heart, soul, and mind. I don't know. We have some young folks that are here, and uh, maybe you have not heard.